welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Okay, so I'd like to get straight on and into the word for today because I want to talk about the gift of prophecy. Uh, I did that quote earlier um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where Paul says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to lack understanding. And I think perhaps sometimes we can lack understanding in the modern church. And so sessions like this are just an opportunity. Obviously, you can look into these in more detail and you should always study scripture. But uh, let's pray that uh, God, by his grace, speaks to us this morning through me and that we hear God. And there is an equipping in this church of people using the gift of prophecy, which flows really well with the gift of tongues, because uh, one of the things that can release you into prophecy is worship and praise. And obviously that's one of the prime uh, areas that tongues is used for, Get that, that getting into the presence of God. And just following on from that in verse 7, that was verse 1 of chapter 12 in 1 Corinthians, um, Paul writes a little bit further. Let me just read to you verses 7 to 11. Now to each one, and that's important, isn't it? To each one. Each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And notice what the gifts of the Spirit are for. They're not for our status. They're not to give us power. They're not to uh, increase kind of our authority and status. But they are for the common good. If you've been listening to the Church Reset series that's been running, uh, I just recently talked about Simon the Sorcerer. Simon actually was eagerly desiring the gifts, but the heart behind it was he wanted that power. He wanted that status. That is not how the Holy Spirit works, and he earned him a rebuke from Peter. Uh, to one, there is given, reading on, to one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. That's what we're talking about, words of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge, words of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, or messages as it's translated here, are very, very closely linked to prophecy. In fact, all the gifts are very, very closely linked. That's not surprising because it is the Holy Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. That's the one we're going to focus on today. To another, distinguishing between spirits or discernment. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these work are of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, because these gifts are of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in us, each one of them are available to all of us particularly gifts like speaking in tongues and prophecy. Prophecy must be available to all of us. It's about hearing from God. It's about understanding what God is saying. So it's got to be. But also the gifts are then placed in the context of the fact that we are in, in a body and that we're all linked together and that we've all got important roles to play within that body. So the leg is not an arm, the arm is not a finger, the eye is not an ear, as kind of what Paul says. We manifest these gifts in different strengths and different ways as well. So some person might be particularly notable for uh, operating in gifts of healings, but we are all enabled to pray to heal. Somebody might have a, a particularly powerful anointing that you really notice when they pray in tongues. 
but we are all able to pray in tongues. And the reason that we have all these gifts is because they are all an expression of the power of God. And Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Okay, so and people can get confused between what we're talking about here and uh, what should we call them? The gifts, of the office gifts. So in Ephesians, Paul talks about uh, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, shepherds or pastors. OK, sometimes called the fivefold ministry. I don't want to get into that. But that. So, for example, in that list is prophet. Now, someone who prophesies is not necessarily a prophet, but a prophet is somebody that prophesies. And also a prophet is somebody who is experienced in that gift and is really using that gift for the training and equipping of others, not just in prophecy, it might be in different things, but their gift is recognized by the church, they're using it, and it is, um, it is training and equipping others. It's always in God's kingdom about focus on others. Consider others better than yourselves. Sometimes what goes wrong with the gifts or the charisma, as they're sometimes called, this is where we get the uh, expression a charismatic church, a church that is using the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we could call it a gift church, um, is that people start to desire the gifts for themselves. It's kind of, it, you can almost have like a selfish motivation uh, and people trying to outperform one another in, in the gifts of the Spirit. That's not, uh, and that actually was what was happening in the church in Corinth, which is why this teaching comes to us, because Paul has to address it and put things in order in Corinth because they've gone so overboard in these gifts, it's gone out of control. Uh, and you can see that, as I was saying earlier in the uh, in that discussion with Den, it's because a lot of these gifts, we choose to release the gifts. The gifts are completely by grace. They're given to us completely by mercy. We can't do the gifts, but there is a choice to see the release of what God has given us. Now, another really key passage, if we're going to talk about prophecy, is uh, from uh, this one, okay, a little bit further uh, in Paul's writings, where Paul writes, so walk in the way of love, okay? This is just after Paul has, has uh, written the very famous 1 Corinthians 13 passage all about love. Love is patient, love is kind. You remember that passage? If you've never read it, go and read it. It's beautiful. And at the end, he says, now of all of these, faith, hope and love remain, but the greatest of these is love. Everything always comes back to love because God is love. So in starting the next bit, which really goes into more detail about gifts, Paul reminds everybody from the kickoff. So walk in the way of love, follow the way of love. But at all times, eagerly desire that you will manifest spiritual gifts. Sometimes people put on a kind of false humility and sort of say, oh, well, I'll let God give me those gifts. I'll let God let me release me in those gifts. It's all up to him. It's all determined by him. It's all about God. I need to let God be God. Do you know what? That's lack of faith. God is not going to commend you for burying your talent in the ground. Instead, Scripture clearly says eagerly desire the gifts. You really want them, but you're wanting them because of wanting to manifest God's power for him to get the glory. I mean, if you don't know the story of Simon the Sorcerer, read it in your scriptures. Listen to Church Reset from this week, the talk, the power and the sorcerer, and you'll see. But this is eagerly desire 
that you will manifest the spiritual gifts. It's not humility to just say, oh, I'll let God do it. There has to be a desire. It's all part of this choosing to operate by faith in what the Holy Spirit gives us. And then, and this is really poignant, he said, eagerly desire, walking in the way of love. Paul writes, especially that you or that you may prophesy. So we are called to manifest all the gifts, but writing to individuals here, he's saying, especially desire uh, that you would prophesy. And why would he want that? And the next sentence is the key. It's like a foundation to everything that is prophetic. And if prophecy is trying to come from another place, it's not, um, it's not God. Because prophecy is so that you can tell others what is on God's heart. Okay? So that you can tell others what is on God's heart. And this is the key to all prophetic words. Prophecy is about releasing what God has to say to people. And God speaks with love and God wants to reveal what is on his heart. That is the core of what being prophetic is. Sometimes people have a vision of a, of a prophet uh, being somebody who stands up and brings this word of everybody is in sin. God is calling everybody to repent. This is terrible. This is bad. That kind of word from God is so, so rare because it may be on. It's always on God's heart that wants us to manifest the, these gifts. But God's heart is always one of love. And it's kind of like a last uh, demonstration calling us to repentance is like calling us back from something. And there will have been so many clues, hints, words, things that God has done previously before anything like that happens. And really that is then operating in the ministry of a prophet. It's not everybody's job to bring a word of rebuke or a word of correction. It's you, God will use people who know their scriptures, who know their Bible, who he has trained and equipped, who he is in relationship with. Okay, so prophecy. What are the different ways that prophecy is used? One common way is prophetic or prayerful declaration so we talk a lot in kingdom faith because we should do of praying with declaration and praying in a prophetic way so uh, for example alex was prophetically preaching or praying over the worship at the start of the worship today when he was talking about there's going to be breakthrough in worship we uh, the bow perizim is a is is in the bible and as i said earlier it means the lord of breakthrough god is the lord of breakthrough and you speak out the word of god to bring breakthrough and so we expect freedom and breakthrough in the worship worship is not just to have a good time and dance around our living rooms we're expecting god to break through in our lives releasing healing releasing the prophetic releasing tongues releasing all the things of the spirit including that capacity to go and serve so prophetic prayer is you take a scripture and you can pray it because you're pray you know you're praying God's heart because it's in the Bible. You say, well, that doesn't sound very prophetic. No, but this is exactly what prophetic is. It's speaking out the God's word from God's heart with love. So if we take that scripture, for example, now to each one, the manifestation is the spirit is given for the common good. If I'm going to pray that prophetically, 
I will be using that scripture. Father, I thank you that to each one in this church or in my house church or in my household or in my family, whatever you're praying for, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit has been given. Thank you, Father, that you have spoken this. So, Father, I call out the manifestation of the prophetic gifts in our church. And, Father, in the other passage, you've talked about uh, you've, you've spoken out that we should eagerly desire. So, Father, I pray there will be such an incredible passion bursting out of people as they eagerly desire the gifts for the common good. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you see what I mean? So this is how you are using prophetic prayer. Okay, speaking in tongues is similar. Uh, and Pete's put up a good point here, Pete Norman. One of the great things about praying in tongues is the enemy doesn't understand it. Yeah, that is always good. The thing is, often we don't, though don't forget you can ask the God what it actually says. That's called the gift of understanding. But when you speak prophetically, you're normally speaking in English or your home language. Uh, Heather Barker is saying, let us be a church that eagerly desires these gifts. Amen, Heather. Absolutely. So prophetic prayer. I haven't got time to do that much. Could teach on that for hours. That'll do for now. The second one is exactly what it was saying in the scripture earlier, and I keep talking about it. It's speaking God's heart. It's communicating what is on God's heart to other people. That's what prophecy is. Uh, it can be just in preaching. It can be, well, it can be in a YouTube teaching series. My video blog, Church Reset, is prophetic because it's God's heart to us, the church, and not just us as Kingdom Faith Yorkshire, but us, his church, right now in this time of COVID-19 pandemic, things he's saying. And we're looking at the book of Acts. So it's really kind of combining with that prophetic declaration of scripture and seeing what is on God's heart for his church right now, because he wants us to be operating in these gifts so that we can connect the world with the world, if you like, to enable them to hear the gospel, the good news, to see people set free, to see people broke from uh, drug addiction, to see people broke free from alcohol addiction, to see people come out of abuse, to pray and to work for social justice, all these things. But it's not just preaching. It could be done through uh, a teaching series where you really get into teaching a specific thing. It, it could be in evangelism. Um, it could be in writing it down. You can write down prophetically it could be through art you, it may be that your particular way of expressing that something that is on the heart of god is through art whatever that format that takes it could take uh, it could be in painting and, and drawing but it could be in drama it could be in music often these gifts are underutilized in prophecy and we need to recapture these things don't be afraid to paint what god gives you be open to God speaking to you prophetically in the in the paintings that you paint. And I'm not talking about only having people sort of painting in a service. Sometimes that's done. It could be something much more uh, lengthy and controlled than that. But through people will see that painting and God will speak to them through what you've painted. This speaking of God's heart can come with a special burden for like social justice issues and you'll want to do something about it and you'll have special insight and you'll have ways of talking about it and you'll end up speaking because prophecy isn't just for the church prophecy is for unbelievers as well and when we're really operating in it the world will hear it and will get benefit from the wisdom of what god is wanting to say into situations church reset is about a church being prophetic as being apostolic, evangelistic, being a church that has teaching and of good pastoral care. 
The other area of prophetic is the one that people often think, oh, that's what prophecy is. And it, it's probably the one that occurs the least, but we must not dismiss it. And that is speaking of things that are yet to come. OK, so it's. And sometimes those things can be avoided. They can be like warnings from God. This is going to happen or that it's so that you can pray or prepare for something. So Agabus in the book of Acts is described as a prophet. And he warns of a famine coming. And as a result, the church in Antioch has an offering to send money down to where it's going to be particularly effective, which is the church in Jerusalem. So the prophetic word leads to practical action because of something that is going to happen. OK, that's kind of what it is. Let's quickly and it will be quickly, unfortunately, because we want to finish it in, in, in this session. Let's run through sort of the purpose and some practicalities of being in the prophetic. Uh, Claire Daniels has in the past run various uh, schools of prophecy, uh, which would go into much more detail about these things. But remember, key thing, walk in the way of love and share God's heart. So prophecy is, is likely to come from a time of prayer, praise or worship because you're going to be releasing God's heart. So that's the time when you're connected and it, not exclusively, though. Uh, it, it could be at other times as well. You might be just reading your Bible. You might be just praying, but you could be riding on a bus. You could be in a coffee shop and a prophetic word can come almost. I, I'm very good at accidental prophetic words. It's almost like my brain doesn't get in the way and I speak something out. And it's only as you look at it, you realize, oh, that, that's God. I was in uh, Oster's coffee shop here in Scarborough many years ago uh, with a guy who was sitting with me. And uh, we were talking about the future church building. And I was saying, well, God's told me our church building will be in the town center. And the guy was quite wisely saying, really, that, well, there is no building like that in the town center. And that did seem to be the case at that time. Uh, at, but And there are great buildings further out on the outskirts of town, which would be cheaper and probably bigger. And I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. That is true. Uh, but God's told us to be in the town centre. So although that's practical wisdom, the word that we have from God counteracts that. And then as I was saying this and I said, and it's, the reason it's going to be in the town centre is it's going to be used by a lot of local people. And it's going to have a coffee shop that is the best coffee shop in this town. And Brian is going to run it. Now, Brian Guy at that time was uh, a manager in Roaster's coffee shop. And if you talk to Brian about it, he'll tell you at that time he didn't hear this. Uh, at that time, he was very much an atheist. He didn't believe in God. And it's like, where on earth did I suddenly get the idea that this guy who seemed to be an atheist would run a Christian coffee shop in our church called The Hub? It was one of those prophecies that happened by accident. So I wasn't in deep prayer, though I had been in prayer. And it was something that I prayed about a lot and was listening to God a lot. Uh, and of course, you know the story. You know, Brian, he's been running our coffee shop ever more more or less not quite since the the hub opened and it was him that heard god say you need to head up the hub coffee shop and came to me and said i believe god's told me to give up work at roasters and come and work in your coffee shop his personal story is even more exciting about how god provided in that time and stuff like that but it's just to show you god can speak at any time and sometimes it's when we get out the way. But I suppose it's still been from my prayer. So that was an example of a prophecy of, of telling that is something that is going to happen and of a way forward. 
But very often prophetic words are to build up and to encourage and exhort. And sometimes they are to console. This is not the ministry of the Old Testament prophet. It's, it's changed as the way it is now expressed in this time. Okay. So to, a lot of the time this is going to be in a gathering, whether it's the big gathering in church or whether it's in our house churches or whether it's in our households. And it's going to come in ways we said through reading the Bible, praying, worship. And, and often the word can come in the form of a scripture. You might get an actual scripture and you'll share that scripture with somebody or you'll pray through that scripture and things will just occur to you as you do that. OK, and the difference between prophecy and scripture, because scripture is always prophetic, but scripture is for all people at all times. Whereas a prophetic word, which is in submission to scripture, it doesn't overrule it. A prophetic word is particularly for one group or one person. And it's at a particular time. So scriptures, all people, all time and prophetic words are for a particular group or a particular person at a particular time. And it's always subject to scripture. Chillingly, you know, you hear of people who say, well, uh, this is extreme, of course. Uh, chillingly, you can um, be you hear people who say, well, God told me to kill them. You know, we immediately know that is not genuine prophecy, not for all the obvious reasons, but just for the reason it's completely against scripture. If God tells you to go and live with somebody and not get married, it's not God because God. Marriage is God's uh, plan. Get marriage is what God has ordained for us. If God tells you to leave your wife and go and live with another woman or another man, we know that's not God because God has told us to remain faithful in marriage. OK, so that's where we can very easily uh, step outside of what God has for us because we forget it's got to be biblical. What do you do with these things? Because it could be visions, it could be pictures, it could be dreams, angelic visitation even, um, impressions, an audible voice. Those are pretty rare, though, the audible voice and angelic visitations. If you get one of those, you know you're probably heading for a really rough time and this is what God is doing to help you get through that rough time. One thing you need to be doing is, is make sure that it is shared and that it is written down. Um, uh, when when Claire and Kate, as Brian is mentioning in the comments, used to uh, run the prophetic course, they would teach you about how you can write things down and you can sort of hone and work on the prophecy over time as God gives you more details. OK. Uh, and, but alongside the prophecy, you're asking questions like, when is the time to share this? Because it's not always immediate, because maybe God's going to give more, though. Don't let it hold you back either. Who is the person or the people that I'm giving this to? Prophecy has all these ways. But one thing I would say is prophecy never rants because a rant and people getting angry is a sign that they're not operating in the spirit of God, because the spirit of God in Biblical prophecy comes from God's heart, which is a heart of love. It could be very rare that God brings a severe word of correction. If he does it, he's going to bring it from somebody who is in respected leadership. Why would he do that? To prevent harm coming from people who've got like a chip on their shoulder or people that have just read a great book and think this applies to our church right now and they haven't really prayed through it. So and once when you actually start to prophesy, Karina's saying she gets mainly pictures. 
That's great, Karina. Now, now, now start getting words. Just expect God to expand and grow the gift. Donna White is saying, I'm always writing it down. Excellent. I have dreams. Again, we write them down so that we can share them and pass them on. I mean, one of the great things these days is we've usually got some kind of phone, haven't we, which we can use to record words as we pray them over people as well. Um, but when you get a prophetic word, and this might help you, Karina, if you've been mostly having pictures, is, and this is very common in my experience, is you've got a word, or maybe two, or maybe just a couple of, a few words, and it, they don't even tie together necessarily. And as you begin to speak out, it's like a box of tissues, you know, like, or a packet of tissues. A packet of tissues is quite small, but if you pull all the tissues out, they could cover a huge area. And, and it's a bit like that. It's like putting out these tissues is just more and more and as you begin to speak a word uh, it begins to make more sense and the test of faith is the beginning sometimes you don't even know the end sometimes you only speak the little bit or get the obscure picture and it's actually somebody else that has got more that fills in that you see that a lot in small gatherings house church is brilliant for this because as a group you can listen to god together you can even go round a group saying what have you got to, that adds into this and it can be astounding uh, seeing how God has spoken to everybody and it only makes sense as you put the different things together. This is the body of Christ working together. And don't be afraid of it being short. You know, it might just be, I am with you. You say, well, anybody could say that at any time, but you'll know if it's prophetic because it will come with anointing that really, really helps people. And, and sometimes the mistake in prophecy is to sort of launch off into the flesh you think, oh, I haven't said enough, or you want to start giving an interpretation. Try and learn to sense the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit says stop, stop. Very often you hear people give something very effective in the Spirit for about the message, most of it, and then they start to wander off at the end. And you think, oh, yeah, the anointing's lifted now. Now, that, now they're trying to bring their own wisdom. It's something that we learn more and more. And when we're listening, we discern. It's going to happen. It's okay. And you don't need to say things like, thus saith the Lord, or the Lord says. In fact, that's unhelpful, because if somebody says to you, the Lord says to you, now remember, you might have got a bit of it wrong, or you might only be 80% accurate, but you've just said the Lord says to you, and so you've made it very difficult to discern what of God is in that, as opposed to if you said, well, I believe God is saying, or I have this, I think it's from the Lord, because prophecy should always come with testing. In fact, if you ever meet a prophet who doesn't want their word tested, run away. Don't let them prophesy. That's not of God. That's of la either a, just a lack of security or there's a spirit of control coming in there. Every, every prophetic word should be tested, uh, which means to put it before God. Perhaps a better word than tested is weighed. Weighed before God, listening to God on the word that has been brought, because God will probably take that word and bring more meaning to it with the group of people for whom it was meant. So even if you had a famous international person give a prophetic word to a church, it isn't like, oh, right, we've got that word. Let's do that. We've got to do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. Uh, God doesn't rush. God can move quickly, but God never rushes us. That's the enemy. And sometimes he does that with prophecy as well. We like think like, oh, we've got to start. Rush, 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 rush. And, and, and you miss the fullness of what God is saying because God is always operating from that place of rest. You certainly don't need to put on a strange voice. 
I believe the Lord is saying, you know, you, I've heard people do that. I mean, it could be just immaturity, but really you're undermining what God has if you start doing that kind of stuff. God's given us a normal voice. Let's just use it, you know, uh, because people can bring prophetic words, which are not prophetic words. It can be just wishful thinking or because they want to say something nice. And that's OK. You know, it's also part of learning. It can be because they've got a vested interest. The Lord says we should have a red carpet. It's probably not going to be that obvious, but you know what I mean? Uh, or they've just got a chip on their shoulder about a particular issue and they dress it up as a prophetic word because they think that's going to uh, be more effective. Very dangerous thing to do because you're basically saying this is what God is saying and it's not what God is saying. God doesn't take that, doesn't think that's a good plan. Uh, or it can be a lying spirit, okay? Uh, that's not likely to be anybody just that you know, but it can be how the enemy tries to get in. I'm nearly at the end here. I think we should just finish this uh, off. So if you've got another five minutes, please just stay watching. Um, next time, we'll look at how gifts of uh, knowledge and uh, words of knowledge and words of wisdom fit in with this. But as I say, it's the Holy Spirit. It all works together. But discernment on prophetic words, we've kind of touched on it. It's really important. We're asking, what is God doing? What is God saying? And we're looking for confirmation from different prophetic words. It's why in, in, the, in the letter to the Corinthians, Paul says, let two or three prophets, and he's talking of a situation where the prophets are addressing a whole meeting using the gift of prophecy. Let two or three prophets speak and then weigh those words. Why, why would he say that? Because in Corinth, they were kind of flowing in this gift. Oh, I've got a prophecy. I've got a prophecy. I've got a prophecy. Forgetting that it was to enable God to communicate, not just to look like they were super spiritual. God's not interested in you looking super spiritual. God's interested in communicating with his people. Um, sometimes you just store the word in your heart, like Mary. Uh, and of, But often when you share a word within a meeting, there's going to be a witness in that meeting. If it's from God and you've got spiritual people in that meeting uh, work, who are listening to God, there's going to be a general agreement in that room. OK, unless you're in a church which is in complete disobedience or a situation of complete disobedience, you've got people who are hearing God. All right. So if people are hearing God, when you bring a word from God, there's already going to be. Yeah, that's from God. That's just natural. That's just normal. And if nobody's thinking that, then that might be, or maybe this isn't. Alex is saying, I love how you share about the gifts of the Spirit with such excitement and enthusiasm. Yeah, I hope it doesn't make it distort too much sometimes. Uh, I can see, feel the Holy Spirit stirring me with that desire and enthusiasm. Yes! Yes! Come on! Let's, have, let's eagerly desire these gifts. Let's, let's be fired up. Let's be a charismatic church in fullness, not just because we have guitars and drums. And here's a final bit, really. Final two things. One, Jesus said, by their fruit, you will recognize them. If somebody brings a prophetic word to you and their life is in complete disarray, they're living in disobedience or other things are going wrong in their lives. You're going to have to test that much, much, much more thoroughly. It's not that God can speak in strange situations, but. Jesus very definitely said, by their fruit, 
What's the fruit of their ministry? Are they leading people to the Lord? Are, are, are they are they seeing people benefiting from their ministry? Is there a fruitfulness that is is going into others? Is it benefiting other people, or are they just creating a ministry platform for themselves because they want that status? Okay, so by their fruit, very very important. Last one, one Corinthians thirteen nine says. Uh, we know in part and we prophesy in part. And that really links with another time where God said, uh, basically, don't treat prophecy with contempt. So don't overrate prophecy because we prophesy in part and we know in part. But don't underrate prophecy because in that case, we start to treat it with contempt. And actually, this is God's way of sharing his heart with us. Okay. Before we finish, let's go into prayer because we want to uh, effectively lay hands on one another. If you can in households or just let the Lord, if you're on your own, let the Lord lay his hands on you. Uh, sort of metaphorically, we're laying hands on you. I'm not putting my hands through the screen to, you know, to lay hands on you. But in the spirit that is uh, happening because I want to just take some time to pray. So let's let's just Stop for a second, draw a breath, and then we're going to see the release of this gift through everybody that is watching, whether live or recorded, and in our church. Okay, so let's just take that moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are wanting your church to be increasingly and more powerfully released in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in tongues. Father, we pray that that release in the gift of tongues continues to be building within the people of this church, building people up, encouraging people, God, getting people into the actual presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. And there in that presence, Father, we pray that people will begin to hear what is on your heart for themselves, but also for others, including people who are not even in the church. Father, that this prophetic gifting that leads to words of knowledge and words of wisdom, which we will teach more about shortly, not today. Father, we pray right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, come upon people as they're watching this right now, whether they're child or adult, that we would operate in this gift of the Holy Spirit through the power of the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. One of the manifestations of that is prophecy. Eagerly desires, as Paul, the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy, because it reveals the heart of God. And Father, I pray for this gift of prophecy to explode in this church, to be like that pack of tissues you buy from the chemist, a tiny little squash packet. And then as you open it, you can draw out tissue after tissue after tissue. It's like there's no end, but there's no end to this gift, Father, as it begins to explode. I pray, Father, that people will give and share prophetic words, visions, uh, dreams, music, art, drama, all these different ways of sharing, creative ways I haven't even mentioned because I haven't thought of them because I'm not creative enough. Father, that there would be this incredible sharing prophetically which would release even more the power of the spirit that would lead to people being healed that would lead to people being saved that would lead to community being changed that would lead to justice that would lead people being inspired to do good things in their community 
Father, may this gift of prophecy return in fullness in your church, not just a couple of people from the front in a big gathering, but Father, let it be active in our households, active in our house church meetings, active when we meet in the park, Father. And people, I pray, Father, for a boldness and a courage upon people right now that they would share these things and not just keep them to themselves. That there would also be those words that say, I think this is what God is saying. And church, always give it with that kind of a humility. Let's have none of that. Thus the Lord says. I think God is saying, Father, we thank you for the restoration, even more than we've ever known, of this gift of prophecy in your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Shall we just pray in tongues for about 30 seconds? Everyone. You ready? One, two, Three. <laughs> Para marta makianda da khanda sumarta mafama ikhandri orta mashaya in the name of Jesus amen some of you might have had an actual prophetic word or picture even as that prayer and that tongues at the end was happening and we want to hear what is actually happening from you okay god bless you Hannah, Heather, good question for the Q&A on Tuesday. Praise God. Let's just thank God for being with us today and be blessed in everything that you go and do. May God explode in your life, in Jesus' name. God bless you, everybody. Don't forget that like button. It's great if that's blessed. But And uh, on Tuesday in the Q&A, I hope to follow up more on speaking in tongues and speaking uh, prophetically into the church. We'll also be looking at potentially uh, how you get the most when you study the Bible and you read the Bible. How is it spoken to you? Very, very closely linked to prophecy, you see, because that is really letting the Bible speak to you. OK, so we look to be doing some of that in the Q&A. But as always, you can bring whatever questions you want, whatever comments you want. You can ask us questions, we'll ask you questions, and we'll see what God does. That's four o'clock on Tuesday, or of course you can watch the recording afterwards. God bless you, everybody. Thank you for sticking with us uh, through the issues today. It's been great to connect with you. God bless you, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.